right. This is 2022. It's been a while. But as my son just said, he said, I like doing all my old man things. So I haven't had <laughs> the chance to record. But it's, it's the new year. Thank God we made it. And uh, we're going to open up with the word again. So here we go. Contentment. Now everybody needs to say contentment. Contentment. We need to have contentment. Contentment is a nice fancy word of saying be happy with what you got until you can get more or better. Because if you don't, well, then you get discontentment. And we'll get in another day. Today we're talking about contentment. Contentment is a state of mind in which one's desires are confined to his lot, whatever it may be. 1 Timothy 6 and 6, 2 Corinthians 9 to 8. Yes, this is from Bible Hub. This is not me. I didn't create this. It's a nice definition, though. It is opposed to envy, James 3.16, uh, avarice, Hebrews 13.5, ambition, Proverbs 13.10, anxiety, Matthew 6.25, verse 34 as well, and rep repenting, 1 Corinthians 10 and 10. It arises from the inward disposition and is the offspring of humility and of intelligent consideration of the rectitude and, oh my goodness, benignity of divine providence. I get my words together. Psalm 96, 1, uh, Psalm 2, 145. The greatness of the divine promises, 2 Peter 1 and 4, and our own unworthiness, Genesis 32 and 10, as well as from the view the gospel opens up to us of rest and peace hereafter, Romans 5 and 2. So pretty much contentment in, in God's mind, I like what he said. He said, you know, contentment is an offspring of humility. People who don't have, who, who are not humble or who are not, you know, low and meek as the Bible calls us to be, they head is higher than they, than they shoulders. So they got, they got that long neck because they head so stuck up on themselves that they think they're, you know, better than everybody. And they can get whatever they want. Entitled people. Not grateful for what they already have. Always looking for more. Always looking for more. In 2022, contentment will take you farther than covenant. I'm going to say that again. In 2022, contentment will take you farther than covenant. I don't know what's special about this year, but as I was thinking about it, I just heard the Lord, I, just, I felt the Lord speak to me and say, 2020 is going to be a better year. It's going to be better. He didn't say who was going to be better for. But he says it's going to be better. All right? They make, they make a whole lot of sense, a God sense, but it doesn't make a lot of human sense. At the beginning of the month, I was telling you to invite Christ into those New Year's resolutions so you don't waste precious time. Hebrews 13 and 5. Let your conversation be without covetousness and be content with such things as you have. For he has said, I will never leave thee nor forsake thee. I keep telling people all the time, I said, no, you, you got Christ. You got Christ. You have everything that you need. It's when you go outside of Christ, when you when, when discontentment will come in and tell you that you don't have enough, that you need more, that what you have is like, eh, it's, it's, it's mediocre or it's minor. But it's just not true because it's a mindset. It's not just a, 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 a you know, a position. Ah, I got to have more. Yeah, see, you got my picture up here. Mine, mine. 
<laughs> it's funny. Even though it's not playing, it's still funny. Look at that. <laughs> the, little, the little seagulls. What, what movie was that? Uh, SpongeBob. SpongeBob. That's mine. Mine. Yeah. <laughs> but that's how we think, though. Mine. It's mine. Baby say it all the time. Mine. My niece and nephew say it all the time. It's mine. No, it's not yours. Your mama bought that. But it's mine. No, it's not. That's, that's my phone. I pay for that. We're paying for it. If you have Christ, you have everything you need. But what about your wants? Short answer, your wants are insignificant. Ooh, it's true. What you want is insignificant because it's not what you need. Most of the time, often, your needs and your wants are opposite from one another. You need food and water. You don't need shrimp, Cajun style, with Dom Perignon. Which is alcohol. You don't need that. You want that. But some bread and some spring water, Hinkley, ice melt, <laughs> that will suffice for you. You'll yeah. live. Amen. Now, am I encouraging you? Like, of course not. Put some meat on that sandwich, you know, but, you know, yet and still, needs and wants are opposite from one another. But there's a balance to have. Don't, don't worry, don't worry. But because the agape love that God pours out on us, he gives us some, not all, some of our desires. That's why Christians shouldn't be riding around trying to get it all the time. I got to have it. I got to go get this. I got to go get that. Really? Do you need it? Well, no. Well, why are you trying to you put all that? You know, you chasing your wants. You put more stress and pressure on yourself. But if the stuff that you have already works, won't you just keep using it until you have enough money saved up so you ain't got to keep riding around trying to get it? McDonald's only paying $15 an hour. That car you want is about 55 You ain't going to make it. You need to come over with these Hondas and these Hondas. You can't afford a Bugatti. You can afford this, this Civic. Escort. God owns it all. Psalm 24 and 1. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof, the world and they that dwell therein. It all belongs to God. So God can walk around and say, Mine, mine, mine. And it really is His. It all, it's all His. Every plant that you see came from a seed. Who put the seed there? God. He owns it all. Every animal that you see walking around on this planet, God formed them out of nothing. He let, he let man name them, but God made them. He owns it all. And even us as well. He made us out of dirt. Now, we are good-looking dirt. We are sculpted. We are crafted. Put a little glow to us. A little spit shine, as they say. But you're still made out of dirt. And you belong to the Lord. Those who are called by his name, I, I might add. When you have a relationship with the manufacturer, you don't worry about setbacks or defects. Why? Because you have a warranty that they will fix it if it breaks. For the most part, whatever type of warranty you have. They will fix or replace your items well. Our salvation in Christ alone is similar because we have a blood covenant that has secured us in his blood to be with him eternally 
forever. No matter how far we may begin to slip away from, slip away, the covenant is already sealed. So if we already got it, then there's no need to covet it, right? If you already have something, maybe it hasn't manifested itself physically yet, but it's been given to you by promise. You just need to believe the promise until it manifests itself. You already have it. So there's no reason to be discontent about something that you've already been given. Just like, like I use the warranty as an example. You have the warranty. If it, you know, you have the car, you have the car, you have the electronics, whatever, kitchen appliances, whatever. But the warranty guarantees that if anything should happen, you don't have to worry about it. And that's what that's the beauty about our relationship with Christ is you don't have to worry about your eternity. It's set. You just got to make it to the end. And he walks with you to the end. You don't walk by yourself. Starts in your mind. Contentment starts in your mind. Amen. Starts in your mind. And your heart and your mind are connected. Your heart and your mind are connected. I'm going to tell you this. Because it starts in your heart. You might want to do something. You might want to go somewhere. You might want to be with somebody, a specific person. But it, in your heart, it does nothing. It just burns there. It just sits there. In your mind, it'll become to be. Why? Because your mind tells your body what to do. If I want to throw something in a trash can, the thought process has to be transmitted in my brain to a physical action to walk over to the can and put the trash in. But if, the, if it's still in my head... It's not happening yet. It hasn't manifested itself yet. And see, the devil uses that same tactic to get us to be discontent about things we don't necessarily want, but he tricks us into thinking that we do want. It's like the old carrot in front of the donkey situation, where you walk right around to get the donkey to work and pull the plow. You hang, you dangle a carrot in front of his face, and he'll chase. He'll keep chasing that carrot. He ain't never gonna get it because it's too far away. But he's too stupid to realize that. But in the meantime, the, the, the donkey is plowing the field behind him. It's a plow hit, attached to his back, and he's plowing the field. Same thing with, with sin. The devil would dangle something in front of you and make you think that you really, really need that. And sin is destroying your life, destroying your body, destroying your relationships, making you discontent because you've got to have this one particular thing. And you really don't even really need it, but he's tricked your mind into believing it because one, you got it in your heart. You got it in your heart, you got it in your brain. He got it in your brain, you made it come into action. It comes in action, now it's a sin. Thinking about a sin is not is not a sin. It's a misconception. People have bad thoughts all the time. You take those thoughts and you get them to Christ before they become a sin. So you don't put yourself in that situation. Got a funny quote here. Quote from Holy Man, Eddie Murphy movie from 1998. I like what they got, but he was, it was a conversation between the boss and the employee. And this is what he said. And this, this makes perfect sense. This is how they get us when they try to marketing or selling stuff. It's not what you sell. It's the selling itself. It's about making people feel they have to have it when they don't really want it. That's crazy. Marketing will use certain, they use certain colors, 
Y'all don't even know why McDonald's use the colors that they use, do y'all? Some of you may do, some of y'all may know it. But if they use those colors to get you to attract you, because it's happy feelings. It's like the sun, right? The sun makes you happy. Get the vitamin D and all the things for your body and whatnot. McDonald's are doing the same thing. They're using colors and tactics to get to draw you in to buy their product. That's why it says on the, on, the, on the sign on the door, it says a billion served a day or something crazy like that. That's a lot of people eating McDonald's, which is terrible for you. I can't even eat it. It makes me sick. Mm -hmm. Do you really want whatever it is you are going after or have you been finessed into thinking you want it by watching others? So if you watch somebody long enough doing something, you, you're gonna want it too. That's why you gotta, you know, you gotta have that tunnel vision. You gotta have those blinders on. You gotta be focused on what you're doing and what your goals are, what your accomplishments are, so you don't get discontent. Yeah, well, it's like if you, you you go to the cafeteria, you sit down and eat your meal. You got a sandwich, got an apple, got some Jello, some uh, you know some red Kool Aid special for the day, or suicide, whatever they call it. And you see somebody else, they got. You know, hors d'oeuvres, pasta, shrimp, steak. You look at that plate long enough, your plate going to be like, mm -mm, I want that. I want what you got. But you couldn't afford what they got. That's why you got the bologna sandwich. You see how discontentment will stick in real, real quick by looking at what somebody else has? That's why you got to stay focused. We have to ask ourselves the questions first before we make Moves that could potentially draw you away from Christ. That's, that's what it's all about. The devil wants you far away from Christ as possible because that means you're going to go to hell in a burning hell just with him. Ain't nobody got time for that. 1 Timothy 1 through 8. Let as many servants as are under the yoke count their own masters worthy of all honor. Your bosses, your parents, teachers, be respectful. Let the name of God and his doctrine be not blasphemed because you're representative of Christ. You're ambassador of Christ. And they that have believing masters, let them not despise them because they are brethren, but rather do them service because they are faithful and beloved partakers of the benefit. What's the benefit? Eternal life. Life in Christ. These things teach and exhort if any man teach otherwise and consent not to wholesome words, even the words of our Lord Jesus Christ and to the doctrine which is according to godliness, he is proud knowing nothing. Just like I just told you. Proud. Head in the sky. He think he know, know it all. Think he's something when he ain't nothing. But doting about questions and strife of words whereof cometh envy, strife, railings, evil surmisings, perverse disputings of men of corrupt minds and destitute of the truth Supposing that gain is godliness from such withdraw thyself, but godliness with contentment is great gain. For we brought nothing into this world, and it is certain we can carry nothing out. And having food and clothes, let us be therewith content. Now, that know that sounds like I just told you to just walk around with a sheet in a piece of bread and a water bottle for the rest of your life, but that's not what he's saying. He said, be thankful for what you already have. 
Stop listening to people that's trying to tell you what you have is not enough. No, why don't you mind your business and be happy with what you got and let me be happy with what I have. Amen. Because if you're discontent, you're going to be going up chasing out the stuff that God does not want you partaking. Might not necessarily be sin, but it can be just eight, nine months of your life you can't get back. Wasted. So you saying we can't have nothing? No, I'm saying let God grow you up so when he gives it to you, you can keep it without falling from grace. It can be yours, but only when the time is right. It's a time and place for everything. Time to live, it's time to die. It is. Time to eat, time to sleep, time to work, time to relax. Time to go on vacation. Time to go to school. It's time for everything. But the main thing to do is grow up. Many people are of age, but they are not grown up. They're not. They're what I call grown babies. They still own their mommy's breast milk and they, you know, daddy's wallet. Facts. We all want to have nice looking, functioning things. We all want to be successful, to be secure, but in reality, nobody wants to go through the process of becoming the four facts above. Nobody wants to go, nobody wants to struggle. Nobody wants to go through pain. Nobody wants to go through, you know, you know, hardships, tribulations and trials, being wronged time and time again to become successful. That's why it's not, everybody doesn't have it. Because they're not willing to, they're not suffering to pay the price. Sacrifice. You you have to sacrifice to get certain, to get certain things. To get somewhere you've never been before, you got to do stuff you've never done before. Which means you might have to go, you might have to eat the same meal for a week. Are you willing to do it? To get to where you're trying to go? College students do it all the time. They want that degree. So they eat ramen noodles. Every day. And then once they graduate and get a good job, guess what they don't do no more? They don't eat ramen noodles no more. <laughs> it's my money and I want it now. But God said it's my money and I want you to wait so you can appreciate and handle it accordingly. That's why I tell you, everybody can't handle it being a millionaire. If everybody could handle it, everybody would do it. But you can't. Everybody cannot handle that type of money just sitting in their bank account. They go nuts. It drives them insane. Because they're not equipped to, they don't have the mindset to do it. What, what can I spend? What can I spend? No. What can I invest so I can keep my million? What can I turn my million into? Can I turn it into 2 million? 10 million? 20 million? 30 million? We have a habit of thinking about right now, not thinking about later. And that's a huge problem for everybody, not just us, but for everybody. Godly contentment is a virtue so many of us let escape us, myself included. Because when I see something I want, I try to go get it. But thankfully, the Holy Ghost reminds me, not right now, wait a little longer, or you don't need that. 
those are honest truths that we really ought to be able to answer ourselves sometimes. So do I really need that? Should I really be trying to go after that right now? Well, I've already made plans to do something else, and I'm pretty committed to that. That'd be probably too much on my plate right now. If the goal is to be like him, I have to act like him. Now, I'm not telling people to walk around, leave your house with just a coat that you got on your back with no money, you know, like Jesus did. But I am saying, learn how to wait. Wait on the Lord and be of good courage. He said he'd never leave you nor forsake you. So just wait a while. Romans 12, 1 through 2. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service, and be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that ye may approve what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Offer your body as a living sacrifice. Now, back in the day, with living sacrifice they were talking about is they would literally they would throw the sacrifice animal onto the fire while it's still alive. God is not asking you to do that. What He is asking you to do, He says, as you're living and breathing, dedicate your life to Him and His cause and His work, and obey Him and Him alone. Because you best believe the devil is trying everything he can to get some way in your life. Some type of leverage. So the Lord tells you, he says, sacrifice yourself to me. And he's giving you life and more life abundantly. So if the one who has it all is asking me to do something, it just makes sense to do it because he owns it all. The devil don't own nothing. He, he's a, he's the, the God of this world, yeah. Prince of the Airways, music, radio, internet, all of that. But he's limited. He's capped. He can't go too far. He has to ask permission to touch anybody's life. Anybody's life. Job is a prime, the best example of that. He, there was a hedge of protection around Job that the devil could not touch. He had to go to, he say, he's perfect. He, he, he's, he's good with his head because you, you, you blessed him. If you stop blessing him, he'll curse you. He had to go and petition for them. They did the same thing for Peter. The devil has petitioned to sift you like wheat, Peter. You're not as strong as you think you are. It's no different for us. The devil has to go to God first about us. He ain't just be doing stuff to us. God ain't letting that happen. That's because he's in charge. And if the one is in charge is calling the shots, I'm okay. So you don't got to be afraid of God and be afraid of the devil. You got to be afraid of Corona. They got the Amarion, you know, the Delta Force and whatever other variant they keep trying to come out with and all other stuff. And the stock for Moderna just dropped $130 million or was it billion, whatever, because the boosters don't work as effectively as they wanted it to. <gasps> no surprise there. This thing happens when you rush that stuff. But anyway, continue. Be content with where you are and where you're going. Your path and your story is not, not your neighbor's story. And you shouldn't want them to be. I don't want what they, what they got because I don't want to go through what they, they go through to get to what they got. Amen. 
Don't worry about somebody else's 20%. You thank God for your 80. Because the moment you try to go over there and look at that 20%, you're going to wish you had your 80% back. Contentment is a mindset. If you get it in your heart, and you manifest in your brain, it'll manifest in your life. People can come around you with all the money in the world. Man, I'll give you a million dollars if you do such and such, such and such. No, I'm good. Because you'll be content with where you are. And you're not moved by money. So can't nobody dangle a carrot in front of your face and get you to act up and do something crazy. God don't want us acting like they want us thinking. We thinking people. That's why I take question them. How dare you question me? How dare you ask me that and think you were going to get a question? Question them. It's my life. Because nobody responsible for me but me. If I make this decision to do something wrong, I got to pay for it. I pay for it. You don't pay for it. I don't want to be an accessory after the fact. I don't want to be guilty by association. So I watch who I hang out with. And I watch where I go. And I ain't trying to rob nobody. That's thought process that you got to go through. So you got to think about it before you can even ever do it. You have to make up in your mind already. I ain't doing that. I ain't doing that. Okay, what you said? It's fun. No, it's dangerous. It's going to put me in a bad spot. Ain't got no bail money for that. That's rent money. Amen. Car note money. Amen. Light money. Gas money. I'm not doing that. I'm going to smoke your life away. Weed, come on now. Really? They, 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 legalized weed. they legalized weed for a profitable reason. It wasn't for what, what people think it would be. They did it because... If y'all gonna smoke, we might as well tax y'all for it and get paid for it. It's a million dollar industry now. If not billion. They want y'all deaf, dumb, and stupid rolling a blunt. They don't want you smart. They don't want you asking questions. They want you dull. They want you numb. They don't want you feeling. They don't want you to be content. Thank God for his, his contentment. Because his contentment is great gain. Amen. Amen. Father God, we thank you for your great godly contentment that you have blessed all Christians with, Father. To be thankful for what we have and not to be looking at others for what they don't, what they have, Lord. We know that you will bless us in due season, in due time. So, Lord God, we will thank you for what we have. We'll be grateful for what we have. And if you don't give us anything else, Lord, we'll be content until the, the very end, Father, when you will bless us, Father, with eternal life. So, Lord God, thank you. We magnify your name, Lord, with our own life as living sacrifices that walk around day by day in the name of Christ, in his presence, Father, in his likeness. In Jesus' name, amen.